the garden help you need. From three of the top experts in the Mid-South, grown by your friends at Dan West Garden Center. For details on how you can start home growing, visit danwestonline.com. Now, Mid-South Gardening on the Mighty 990 with your hosts, Veda Vance, Kenneth Mabry, and Jim Crowder. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Mid-South Gardening with Veda, Kenneth, and Jim. And Jim's going to be out today. He's gardening a lot. He's under the weather this morning, we should say. Or under the raised beds. (laughs) Under the raised beds this morning. But he'll be okay. Uh, We talked to him yesterday. Hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, Had an issue, I think, with a kidney stone or something. Maybe so. Never can be a good thing. Exactly. Never, Mm. never. So, um, boy, we can't figure this weather out. No. Because now it was chilly. It for real, for real feels like spring. I mean, two weeks ago, and David, hang on just a second. We got an early caller this morning. But I know two weeks ago we were shoveling snow and ice, and it was mm-hmm. zero degrees. And this week, I could have been out there with shorts and T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, as, as Paul Little says, only in the Mid-South. Exactly. And you wonder how we can grow anything mm-hmm. around here mm-hmm. with this kind of weather. Yeah, it was, like, I think, Monday, and I'm thinking, oh we got to get color in it's spring we need to get blooming stuff and then i go look at the calendar and go no it's just not quite time but then we had the rain and the cool weather and the wind and then thursday i was like oh i hope they're not coming tomorrow with the flowers (laughs) but i'm ready we're all ready we're chomping at the bit can't Mm -hmm. wait to get outside but i'm telling you don't get out there just too early exactly we'll, we'll talk more about that also let's go to david good morning david you're in the garden Hey, good morning, Kenneth and Vader. How are you doing? We're morning? great, David. Good morning to you, man. I tell you what, I love people that get up this early with us and already give us a call. So you get the start today, Dave. Well, thank you. Hey, Vader, you and your crew, I'm an olive branch. You and your crew have been to my house a couple of times to work on my landscaping and did an excellent job. So shout out to you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate okay, that. My question. Um, I've got an area in my backyard. I want to build a raised herb bed. Mm-hmm. Small, maybe six herbs, um, nine feet by 18 inches uh, deep. It's just the area I have in back, my backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, I will rake up the pine straw. I will rough up the dirt. My question is, once I build this rectangular box, what do I put down in the box? Yeah. To help oh, yeah. my herb grow. Where where did you put your herb bed, David? Well, it's going to be on the um, north side of my property, and it will get sun virtually all day. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, David has a wonderful yard for landscaping. And, he enjoyed it out there. And, Dave, you said it's uh, nine foot long. How wide is it? About 18 inches. And how, That's and all how, the room I have. And how deep is it? Well, I'm probably going to do like a six uh uh, 12-inch feeder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that's, um, you know, I would first go with getting maybe some bulk compost. Cause that's a Well, you got 9 decent... by 18, so that's almost, uh, just say 9 by 2. That's mm-hmm. 36, but it's 36, uh, about 30 cubic feet of soil. 30 cubic feet. So that's over a yard because 27 cubic feet is a yard. So, yeah, you could go with a... Uh, well, no. yeah. And I no. back up, I'm sorry, I mean, nine foot by two foot, that's only 18. 
Mm-hmm. So about, you know, that's 18 cubic feet. So, yeah, about 18 cubic okay. feet of soil. Yeah, trying to go with which will be more economical. Yeah. So with that, you could buy bags of of compost and bags of soil and just fill your bed with good stuff. Like where we have a product called Earth Mix that's got all different kinds of varieties of mixes and soils and also the Back to Nature blend. Y'all do that, don't you? Yeah, so I would get some good quality bags of compost and just dump in there, turn it up. If you could, on the bottom, just ch- just chop up that soil a little bit on the bottom so it doesn't create like a flat pan where the water doesn't drain out. So chop up a little bit on the bottom and then just get... Um, I like Earth Mix is one. What's y'all's? Kind? I mean, we sell a lot of the garden soil yeah. uh, that you can mix some compost with it. Uh, you know, and like Veda said, regardless of what soil you put in there, uh, you, you always want to add some compost to it because compost is the life of your soil. And I always tell people there's three things other than just your basic bulk soil, whether it's garden mix. Veda, you mentioned the uh, the Earth Mix. The Earth Mix, yeah. yeah. That's going to be your, your base. And then you're going to add compost. And whether it's any kind of cow manure, chicken manure, earthworm castings, the cottonbird compost, any of those are perfectly fine to add to that soil. But then you want to add some lime because you want to mm-hmm. keep that pH up. And then you want to add some good fertilizer in there, whether it's garden tone or some just non-burning fertilizer. But I'm telling you, you can go out there, and I say this every day, you can buy the prettiest plants that are on the lot. But if you don't have decent soil to put those plants in, David, you're wasting your time. So a good well, base that- soil, compost, lime, and some fertilizer, mm-hmm. and you're good to go. Yeah, you know, when we planted the shrubs and things at your house, we used a mixture before they had the earth mix, and it was worm castings, <clears throat> compost, and plant tone. And we mixed all that together in the wheelbarrow. So you can even do that. Just buy a bag of worm castings some uh, garden soil, throw some plant tone in there, and then you've just kind of done your gourmet soil. Well, I tell you what, Vader, um, you and your crew did a great job. Everything's going great, except for the fact I bought a puppy about six months ago. (laughs) And if you're walking from my my porch to my pool, you you planted some wispy-looking things that are great. Yeah. But my new West Highland White Terrier apparently loves that more and decides it wants to chew on it and dig the roots up. So oh, I, well. I, I, need to, I need to go out and get some more. Oh, uh, so now that was the feather grass. Yeah, that's the feather grass. And uh, so now I'll know to recommend ask when we're doing landscapes. Do you have a puppy? Well, then no feather grass for you. <laughs> so, Dave, just a good base soil, like a garden soil or uh, uh, the blend that uh, Veda mentioned. Um, earth mix. Yeah, earth mix. I mean, that's going to be your base. And then adding compost. That's really all it is to it. Uh, and then the small things like the, uh, the lime and the fertilizer. And, man, I'm telling you, you'll be mm-hmm. good to go. Well, well, Kenneth and Bader, thank you very much for the info. Love your show. Thank you. Thanks, David, for calling in. Thanks, Dave. So, um, appreciate him getting up as early as he did. Oh, I know it. I know it. And you don't have to, like David said, he's got a nine foot by, say, two foot, 12 Mm -hmm. inches deep. Not a big bed, okay? But big enough to grow all the herbs he would ever want to grow. It doesn't have to be this whole backyard tilled up. Right. To have some, you know, enough spot uh, or a big enough spot to grow stuff, Ada. And I love the the aspect of having a raised bed because you got perfect drainage, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's raised. Uh, the soil heats up a lot faster in raised beds, so you can True. actually plant sooner than later. Great drainage, great drainage. 
Um, I like, uh, oh, there's this one that I haven't been able to get for a while, but and y'all might have it too, the Elfin Thyme. Oh, yeah. It's really, really flat to the ground. Mm-hmm. Good drainage it needs. We used to, I've planted it in like hanging baskets that have uh, the coconut liner mm-hmm. in it. And it would grow down the side and then actually kind of root in that cocoa. I mean, it's like liner. a flat ground cover. It is. You know? And actually, I'm not sure how I how you would harvest that to cook with it because it's so flat to the ground. I know, it's, but it's beautiful mini. as an ornamental. I know that. And the lemon thyme made it through the snow and all of that. We had it planted out on kind of on the street. Lemon thyme did really well. And the only thing, um, planting the herbs, you know, there again, most herbs need really good drainage, which you'll definitely have in in a raised bed. Um, And, you know, the other thing, Veda, is out of all the herbs, you want to be really careful putting the basil in the ground. We've had a lot Mm -hmm. of people coming into the garden center already asking for, well, they're asking for everything, tomatoes, peppers, and every, but basil in particular, as far as an herb goes, it's very sensitive to cool weather. Mm. It doesn't even like a cold wind on it. Yeah, that's that. So is make so sure true. you don't jump the gun when you're planting your basil. You, you're mm. a lot of you're better off waiting till you know around mid April before you stick that in the ground. And that's a month away. Yeah, but what you, date are we on? But you got to have basil. I mean, you know, every yeah. if you have an herbs, you got to have basil. Right. So. Hey, you could start some seeds indoors. Yeah. Actually, grow lights. Definitely get grow lights. That would sure help. We we have some. Um, it's like kitchen grow lights where they've got a, uh, what's that, electrical cord with the lights hanging off, and you can just put them under your cabinet. Getting fancy. Yeah, it's getting fancy. And they're green, though, so uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to take a break. Give us a call, 260-5926. Now, back to Mid-South Gardening, grown by your friends at Dan West Garden Center. For details on how you can start home growing, visit danwestonline.com. Good morning and welcome back. Give us a call at 260-5926 and we're on Facebook Live and we get questions that way too. Yeah, in fact, we've already got a text this morning from Randy Turner. Says, is it too late to trim limelight hydrangeas, Ms. Veda? No. Nope. I'll say no. Absolutely not. Um, the beauty of a limelight and those type of hydrangeas is they bloom off the same year's growth, mm-hmm. kind of like a crepe myrtle does. Yeah. You can go out there and prune them back, and they're still going to bloom where we've said, you know, many times where your old-fashioned hydrangeas, you know, your pinks and blues mm-hmm. for the most part, they typically bloom off last year's growth. So if you go out there and cut those back now, you're not going to get any yeah. bloom. So the ones that grow... Not the white balls ones, but the white ones that are like in a conical. Pen, yeah, conical, the pic, paniculatus. <laughs> you can prune those now, but noth- nothing that has the mop heads. Don't prune those. Yeah, and they'll still come right out and bloom. And, you know, and they bloom on and off really most of the summer. Mm-hmm. They're really great hydrangeas. Now, for people listening, you know, limelights, when I always heard the word hydrangea, I always thought of shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, the limelights and these new paniculata varieties, they actually need more sun. Uh, yeah. In fact, they need at least half a day sun. I've right. got some against a fence that gets hot, hot western exposure, and they love it there. Yeah, so they, they were amazing. I do remember, I would say 20 years ago, maybe, that, um, oh, that's, I'm sure that's too far back. We're You're not, not in that, that old, age, but go ahead. No. But the limelight came out. <laughs> they and so we ordered some 
And I said, I don't. I just, let's see if it can do full sun yeah. in Memphis. Yeah. Right? So we took, it was a one-gallon bucket, and I took it out, set it on top of a table in full, full sun. And, and you already had doubts when you stuck it I out did, there. I did. I did. And this is in the middle of summer, and we watered it casually. It was in a one-gallon bucket sitting up so I knew it would dry out. It loved it. Yep. Didn't, so then, therefore, we were like, okay, we're definitely selling these. It's wonderful to the industry. And then there's Little Lime, which is a dwarf version of mm-hmm. Limelight. And there's so many others on the market yeah. now. But they all have that typical, you know, whitish colored mm-hmm. bloom. Uh, but they do bloom on the same year as growth, Randy. So, no, it is not too late to go out there and trim those Limelight hydrangeas. And uh, what about the Arba Essence, the uh, soft leaf hydrangea that's got the little white blooms on it? That one's so delicate, too. And if you like um, a delicate green, white landscape, mm-hmm. that's so pretty. And they're, um, they don't stand upright. They're stems. They kind of weep, really. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of it where boxwoods hedges are planted in front. And as then a, those as are a support. Yeah. And it doesn't um, mess up the boxwoods because by the time they get really full and all, they're not going to be on the boxwoods that long of a time. Yeah. That's a pretty look. And I'm going to tell you, when I've got a newfound love for a particular tree, my neighbor, a couple houses down, we live in a cove, of course. And she's of got, course. well, not of course, but I'm saying, but, but two houses down. So, it, the, you know, it's rounded so I can see her landscape mm-hmm. really easy. Um, and on the side of her house, it, the way the, the yard is kind of configured, it, it's, it's kind of weird, but it's a big side yard, in mm-hmm. other words. And she's got four Yoshino cherries, full Ooh. grown, full bloom right now, Veda. And I'm like, okay. All right, now that I'm sitting here and really taking a minute to mm-hmm. look at these trees, I've got to get a Yoshino oh, cherry man. in my yard somewhere. They're I'm fantastic. Telling you. Fanta- I mean, so when we're getting the Yoshino cherries, those are the one that really desire drainage and planting up, planting them a little high. So all the compost that we're talking about, you definitely want to mix that in with the clay soil that you have. Don't remove all the soil and throw it away. Uh, mix it with your compost, and then replant. But you could leave, what do you think, about an inch above the soil? Uh, yeah, inch or two. You, when you're, yeah, you want to leave, um, you know, when you do plant a cherry tree, dogwood, or a lot of these trees that just have to have perfect drainage, cherries definitely being one of them. Like you always say, Veda, dig the hole just as deep, twice as wide. And then you, like you said, amend your soil. You're not replacing your clay. You're amending your yeah. clay soil with these really good amendments, and then put your, of course, your root ball in the hole, put the good dirt back around it, and you better have an inch or two of that root ball Mm -hmm. sticking up above the ground, and then you can berm up to it. But all of that, it all improves Mm -hmm. the drainage. That's why we do it that way. And some people think, well, that doesn't make sense, but your roots roots develop on the top, uh, and they'll spread out that way. They're not developing. It's like you can a lot of times pull a tree out of a hole that, and it's got all the roots up there, but there's still a little bit of that root ball attached from the original growing. And it makes me think, and I've told you this story before, um, my mother-in-law, when she was uh, still here with us, 
she had a uh, a shrub, and I don't even remember what it was now on her in her side yard against mm-hmm. a fence. Okay, and I was always going over there every weekend and cutting her grass for her because that's just what I do, yeah. right? Right. And this shrub just started looking horrible, and the way that her whole yard was configured, well, that's where her natural drainage kind of went from the backyard mm-hmm. down through this side yard. And then when I started, I said, finally, this shrub has got to go. And when I pulled that thing out of the ground, I got a shovel yeah. and I started pulling on this thing to get it out of the ground. It was like a a suction cup. <laughs> oh, because of the water? I mean, it was so Ooh. I mean it was like it was like a pool of water mm-hmm. under the shrub. Wow. You know, and the top was dry, but it yeah. was just holding water right. like a well. That's amazing. I could hardly get it out of the ground because of the suction, suction on it. So bad. <laughs> it was like this poor thing didn't have a chance like, of surviving. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, just thank for getting the torture over with. And everybody's yard has got one of those. Mm-hmm. I've got one in my yard where, you know, when they build these and develop these subdivisions, you know, water is going to go somewhere mm-hmm. after a rain. And I've got an area that kind of just slides down through my neighbors, up under his fence, and down my side yard. I mean, and it looks like a little creek there when mm-hmm. it's really raining. Now, it drains away just fine. But I know for a fact that if I was to plant something there, I mm-hmm. best take care yeah. of that drainage. You so know? we're not going to put a cherry tree there at No, all. ma'am. No. Oh, you know, weeping cherry trees, I have some that are double-blooming weeping cherry trees. And so Kenneth said he's going to get one oh, of those. So you had a picture well, of it this morning. Order them. But yeah. that is unbelievable. It is yeah. beautiful, beautiful. So, And ours are not blooming yet so because they came from more of a northern area. So they will bloom. If you get them now, you'll go ahead and get to enjoy the bloom from them. Yeah. So, but out of the cherries, you know, the Akami is the one that's already bloomed. It has mm-hmm. a really pretty kind of a dark rose pink. It's, and it's a little smaller yeah. version of a cherry tree. The Yoshinos that have that blush pink mm-hmm. color, uh, they get pretty big. And they're in full bloom right now and absolutely beautiful. One of my favorites. And then later on, we will get that double-blooming Kwansan cherry. Yeah. And that is another really unique cherry. It's like little mm-hmm. roses, honestly, right. the way they bloom. Right, uh, And it is a later bloomer. But uh, I'm telling you guys, you need to try to incorporate some of these blooming trees in your landscape. But if you do, like we talked about, you better make sure you mm-hmm. have good drainage because, once again, my friend moved <laughs> into a subdivision called Cherry Hollow. And this is 25 years ago when they were developing this this Mm -hmm. subdivision. So they planted a cherry tree in everybody's front yard. Well, when I say they, the developers did. And they weren't paying any attention to drainage. Right. And I'm telling you, a year after all these houses were built (laughs) and all these cherry trees were planted, there might have been two cherry trees left. Because they just dug a hole. Yes, exactly. They didn't plan on the right Well, how about the uh, subdivision, I think it was called Bradford Pear Subdivision, where they planted Bradford pears all along the front walls, and then everybody had one in their yard. And it was, they were really pretty, but as they got more mature, of course, they started breaking. Splitting in half. So it's the same thing. There's, it's Bradford Pear Subdivision, but there's barely any Bradford pears (laughs) in it. And it's kind of been a learning experience for everyone. Because who wouldn't want it? Everybody would just love a cherry tree in their front yard, yeah, and side then, yard. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then speaking of the pears, you know, a lot of people are kind of migrating away from the Bradford pears. If you mm-hmm. plant a Bradford pear, which I love them. I love the way they look. I love the way they bloom. Yeah. I love the foliage. I love everything about them. But they do grow up more like a tulip bloom. So they are very susceptible to splitting and, um, and shearing. And they're going to, mm-hmm. okay? So it's going to be a short-lived tree. 
Uh, but there are other pairs, Veda. Uh, the Chantelier, the Cleveland yeah. Select in particular. So if you're looking for a blooming pair, mm-hmm. stay away from the Bradford, in my opinion, and get like the Cleveland Select. Yeah, because the Bradfords are more lollipop and they can catch the wind and well, all, but the others are, are more uh, pinnacle shaped. So it changes the. the and way they don't the water tend to shear nearly like the Bradford. The shear, that's the word. We'll be right back. Now, back to Mid-South Gardening, grown by your friends at Dan West Garden Center. For details on how you can start home growing, visit danwestonline.com. Good morning. Welcome back. Give us a call, 260-5926. That's 260-5926. You can see us on Facebook Live. Yep. We can see me, but Kenneth's over there. Oh, see, I love the way these cameras are set up. We wanted Alan. He's our producer. I was going to bring this up, Alan. Can you have a remote control also with all that work you're doing? And just when as somebody talks, just move that camera over to them. No, no. It's, it's fine where it is, Miss Veda. <laughs> but you're right. You can go to Facebook Live uh, and you can shoot us a text if you have any questions like uh, uh, Mr. Turner did this morning talking about the hydrangeas. You can give us a call, 260-5926. And, of course, if you miss all that, you can always go to the podcast later on, Miss Veda, and mm-hmm. catch up on everything that we had to talk about. So when David called in about the uh, what to put in a herb bed in the soil, he we, uh, made me think about herbs. And the, my new herb of the day or the week, if even of the year, because I've really just now become familiar with it, is the lovage. I've heard it. I've seen it talked about. But the, yeah, we've sold yeah, and you have too. Yeah. We've sold Lovage every year, but I've never paid any yeah, attention that's to what, what it was. you do with it. But it tastes like celery, and some people argue that it's even better than celery in far as seasonings and all. Because I don't think a lovage leaf with peanut butter on it would be good. You gotta have the celery <laughs> stick for um, that. Yeah, <laughs> but good for it's a Mediterranean. It, you use it in Mediterranean dishes. But what I was looking it up, and um, the names are crazy: Old English lovage, American lovage, Italian lovage, uh-huh. Cornish lovage, and smellage. <laughs> One of they call it smellage. I'd eat any herb called smellage. <laughs> Let me put that. Of course. Oh, who put that there? Of but, course. But, you know that would get attention if you wrote that sign. Smellage yeah, is yeah, here. Yeah, it would. Uh, but <laughs> herbs are easy. They're um. You know, I mean, that's part. If anybody that cooks loves to use fresh herbs, uh, and like we said, whether you're growing herbs in containers or whether you're growing them in raised beds or whether you're growing them in a garden plot, um, you know, decent drainage, of course, mm-hmm. is the key. And like we said, you know, that frost date around here is April 15th. The really, really tender plants, Mm -hmm. you just want to be a little careful if you plant before the 15th, meaning that if you put uh, peppers and basil and impatience or anything else in between in the ground before the 15th, if you get more cold Mm -hmm. weather, just be prepared to protect them. That's all. That's all. Um, You can, without having issues, plant parsley, thyme, Rosemary. Thank you. Rosemary, lavender, mm-hmm. parsley, thyme, rosemary, lavender. There's a few others now that I can't even think. I love the curled par- parsley right now. We got in a beautiful flat of it, and mm-hmm. it's just perfect. And that looks pretty, just planted. You wouldn't have to put it in an herb garden. You could landscape mm-hmm. with it, actually. But it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Veda, some of the topics that we're going to talk about today is, uh, one is people love their ground covers. And sometimes by default, 
you just have to plant a ground cover because if you've got an area that just where nothing else really mm-hmm. grows, grass isn't going to grow there because it's too shady, too wet. You know, shrubs really aren't going to do well there because you want something very low growing where it is. Uh, so there's always a need for ground covers. One of the ground covers that we see a good bit of here in Memphis is Pachysandra, which is really one of my favorite mm, ground covers. Mine too. But you need the right conditions for Pachysandra. Um, You know, I've had a, uh, quite a few calls on from customers like, why is my Pachysandra so yellow? Mm-hmm. The foliage. And it can be from quite a few different reasons, okay? One is... If Pachysandra is getting too much sun, I don't care what you do, the leaves are going to turn yellow on it. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing worse than yellow-looking Pachysandra, because that's not natural, okay? Right. So it needs to be in a shaded environment. That's number one, because some ground covers can take a lot of sun. Secondly, like everything else we talk about, Pachysandra needs good drainage. It, you know, So as Pachysandra grows in a bed... And let's say if it's under deciduous trees, you know, the trees drop their leaves every year. You want to try to keep Pachysandra somewhat clean. Mm-hmm. You don't need a, need a lot of debris in a Pachysandra bed. Whether you're gently raking it out or you're blowing it out, you want to try to get that debris out of there. That's, that's two. Secondly, which a lot of people forget about, Veda, is the pH. Mm-hmm. Pachysandra has got to have acidic soil. Had a lady bring me some soil. She had some Pachysandra that had yellow foliage all over it. I said, well, bring me some soil. Let me do a pH test. And it was like six, seven, you know, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> no, you need this thing like five. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, she had to add sulfur or whatever to bring that pH down. But uh, always have a pH test done if your Pachysandra is also yellow right. because it really needs that acidic soil. Yeah. Uh, to, to stay green, I'm telling right, you. Right, because what the pH does is if the pH is incorrect for a certain variety of plants, then the nutrients that plant needs is not going to be effective. It could be in the soil, but it's, if the pH is available. incorrect, yeah, it won't be available. So that's why we do uh, change the pH because that way you can have more of the proper nutrients available to your plant. That's why we have azaleas that like the acidic soil, uh, vegetable gardens like the alkaline soil. So you do, soil tests are just really important because that's what we usually start with, unless it's just where you can tell that it was too wet or too dry or not enough fertilizer. But there's so many things that aren't obvious, and because their plants need minerals, mm-hmm. they need hormones, they need all that, this, the minor nutrients, mm-hmm. the micronutrients, just like we do, but they won't get all that if the pH is incorrect. That's, that's so right, and, and everything was right in this bed. I mean, it was in the shade. It's mm-hmm. been there for quite a while. Uh, it's in, it was in the shade. Uh, it had good drainage. Uh, it's been fed, milorganite, mm-hmm. plant tone, whatever. Uh, didn't have a lot of debris in it, and it was just that one thing that the pH was so off uh, in that Pachysandra bed. And, you know, some things love a pH of six mm-hmm. and a half. I think most things do, but there are some plants out there that want that soil more acidic. Right. Uh, you know, azaleas, Pachysandra, blueberries on mm-hmm. down the line. So that was the one thing, Veda, that uh, they were doing everything in the world right except that one thing, and it it well, showed on the foliage. It's like awesome to be able to find what's wrong with it at that right. time. So you went through everything and then you're, you find out the pH is off and you're going, yes, finally. Because there's a number of times when you're just going, I don't know. Yeah, and I we're typically know. putting down lime mm-hmm. religiously to raise the pH. 
whether it's yeah. our vegetable gardens, whether it's our lawn. Mm-hmm. You know, we're typically always putting uh, down line because naturally our soils typically turn acidic on us. Well, I don't know why this right. pH was so high. And, and maybe they had just put the bed in, in this mm-hmm. Pachysandra bed. So keep that in mind, guys. If you're trying, yeah. if you've got Pachysandra, which I love as a ground cover, one of my favorite ones, mm-hmm. and you're having problems and you, you're doing everything right and it just won't green up, Make sure you check that pH. Well, that was my thought, too, because our soil is naturally acidic. But then, the, you know, I was thinking maybe when they're putting the lime on their lawn, it's over, you know, they're letting it go ahead and spread into the pack of sandra, not thinking that that would, I mean, who really would think that's going to be a problem, you know? And I'm thinking that granule humic acid or the liquid humic acid, you could also throw that in the bed because when he adjusts his pH, everything's going to start working again. And if there that humic acid's in the soil, that creates... Um, and, so, and that's one of those yeah. products that no one thinks about, Beta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and humic acid, I mean, it's, you, you've got to have it. I mean, right. and good soil has it, but you've got to have it. And what it is, it's not really a fertilizer, per se, mm-hmm. but it's humic acid, which is a, a naturally occurring carbon, like you said, and it makes the soil alive. Uh, it, 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 it enriches those mm-hmm. microbes, and then that breaks the fertilizer down yeah. to where it works for the plants right, that you're right. trying to feed. Well, when you look at a lot of the organic labels and organic soils, they have some humic acid mixed in that mix. So if you do that, that starts you off good, but occasionally you need to add it back because our soils revert back to bad, <laughs> it seems well, like, or not conducive for what we're trying to get, grow unless it's hollies you know, or an oak tree then it pretty much establishes whatever the soil is. Yeah, and, you know, humic acid has gone through quite a few name changes. Yeah. Uh, years and years and years ago, it was called dethatch. Mm-hmm. People would put that on their lawn to naturally dethatch their lawn. It, it just broke down all that thatch uh, from the summer cuttings, okay? And then it went to the name of soil activator, yeah. uh, which is humic acid. And, then, and it still is, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. And you can also buy it under the name now of Humic, H-U-M-I-C. Mm-hmm. And they're all the same product. Oh, and they goodness. all do the same thing. But uh, it's, it's, it's one of the products that is really, really important, but a lot of people forget about right. it. Right. So put that on your growing list. Yeah. We'll be right back. Now, back to Mid-South Gardening, grown by your friends at Dan West Garden Center. For details on how you can start home growing, visit danwestonline.com. Good morning, gardeners. Welcome back to In the Garden. No, I was going to say In the Garden with Vaden Kenneth. Well, that too, well, but Kenneth, that was our old And title. we do miss Jim. Uh, he'll be here hopefully next weekend with us. And Jim, if you're listening, uh, man, we can't wait to have yeah. you back. Because, Jim, I'm going to tell you I'm saving my big words for you. Yeah, you just showed, told me the word, and I was like, huh, that's a nice mm, word there, Ms. I'm Ms. not Beta. telling you, Jim. Uh, but if you want to give us a call, 260-5926, 260-5926. Vaden, we know in the beginning of the next hour, uh, we've got some guests coming up, and they're going to talk about the Memphis Area Master Gardener Spring Fling, which is always a big Love thing and a lot of fun. That. Love to hear that. We were talking about yellow leaves on Pacassandra, and I think we might have solved uh, people's problems mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then I know we touched on this with David this morning, but my other little note uh, right here is how to prepare soil for raised beds, Miss Veda. 
And you talked about you can buy bad goods. If you've got a small raised bed, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go get a bulk load of anything. I'm right. going to just go buy some bagged material, some bagged soil, garden soil, uh, pro-mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, garden soil, pro-mix. <laughs> What's the other? The, the botanic garden mix, the yeah, earth mix. Yeah, any of those. Yeah. I mean, that's the, as your base soil. And then you're going to add compost, you're going mm-hmm. to add lime, and you're going to add a little fertilizer like the garden tone, plant mm-hmm. tone, any of those. And you're good to go. Now, for big raised beds, I mean, there's yeah. some people that have them 40 foot long, 5 foot wide, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about 2 to 3 foot deep, okay? Yeah. You're going to need a lot of bagged material to fill that thing yes, up. Yes, yes. So that's when the bulk comes in handy. Yeah, and the yeah. bulk material is just your base. I mean, you mm-hmm. don't want to, I mean, and you can buy bulk material in dump truck loads if you want to. Or truckloads, whatever. But you get that into your raised bed, but you have to enrich in that soil. You can't yeah. use just that soil as you grow in media. Exactly. Medium. Well, when I was developing my new beds, I had to experiment. You know, I want to experiment with everything just so I can tell people how it really, really works <clears throat> instead of just reading it in a book and then conveying the information. Right. We try it out. We, we actually do it. So I did one. These were all in the ground, though. So one side of the bed I put, I still tilled it up a little bit and, and uh, broke up the soil, but right. I put lots of compost. Had it Which nice and fluffy. Then the other side of the bed, I just kind of did moderate mm-hmm. because I, I know sometimes you tell people, well, you need these many bags of compost and they're like, no. Yeah. And then you go, well, just use half. You'll yeah. be fine. But when I used less, this side immediately was just booming mm-hmm. and beautiful. This side was kind of stunted, wasn't mm. as big, didn't bloom as much. And you could see a difference in the two beds just because I had cheated on this Pretty side. Pretty amazing. It, yeah. it really is. Because compost is the life of your soil. So you want to add compost to these bulk soils to enrich in your soil. And you still want to add your lime, typically speaking, unless you can find some soil that's pH balanced. And then you still want to add some of that good garden toner, plant toner, or a good garden mm. fertilizer in there. And then you're good to go. And then water and feed throughout the growing season. And then if you have insects, of course, spray for insects. If you get fungal problems, spray for fungus. Mm-hmm. But you've got to start with a good base. And that's right. your soil. Yeah. And, you know, you can amend your lawn, too. You can buy bulk uh, <laughs> back-to-nature blend or the Cottonburg compost. You can buy that in bulk. Now, what do you mean? Let's say if I've got a Bermuda or Zoysia or Fescue lawn, mm-hmm. and my soil is becoming... Poor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've gone out there before and amended the lawn Mm -hmm. with compost type material. Yeah. I did the compost, the humic acid, and then use the liquid fertilizer over that too. Because you can go out in your lawn and and the the lawn doesn't feel lush or the or it's thin. And a lot of times that can be a pH issue. So you need to check that. But if you put more compost in the roots are going to grow bigger. And how do you? When they can how did you? Them. How do you put it out? I mean, you. I know. I, I mean, know. just that a just a wheelbarrow and, <laughs> yeah. and, and just and, and kind of rake it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but you're not talking about rakes. covering your lawn yeah, with a layer like, of compost. You're talking yeah. about just kind of feathering this mm-hmm. stuff in there yeah. and let it fall down to soil level and start yeah. rebuilding that soil. Right now, I've seen people uh, take big truckloads and make it almost an inch all over their entire yard too and that would make it happen even faster so but that's some work isn't it yeah <laughs> how do you spread it hire somebody <laughs> yeah, no doubt and and i've done that once in my life and it one with compost it was with sand and i remember i told you at my old house 
um, when they put in the yard, I mean, it was it was nice grass. But when, if you ever saw me out there pushing a lawnmower, I mean, it was like it was jarring the teeth out of my head. I mean, there were just so many holes and bumps and undulations. And I was like, somebody's going to kill themselves walking across my yard. That's when you need the four-wheeler lawnmower yeah, with the big shocks and kidding. the big tires. So had the dump truck, and I mean a dump truck, a mm-hmm. load of sand uh, dumped in the yard. So the wheelbarrow and shovel, here we go. Mm-hmm. And I made these hundred million little piles of sand, rubbed everything smooth. And I promise you, it looked like my house was setting in a beach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fun. You, I mean, setting on the beach. Yeah. And, uh, and, of course, the grass grew up through it. But uh, I told myself then, never again will I ever try this. Yeah, that's you know? intense. That is intense. And then as times progressed, we've kind of backed off the sand a little bit. Now, uh, But I did it just as a leveling tool. Yeah. That's all I was using it for. Right, and that works great, yeah. too. And the, I know, and the, soil, uh, the plants grow right back through it. Uh, we have uh, Miss Annie that's called, and her azaleas are 35 years old. They look dead, mm-hmm. not much under, not much green under the stems. And should she go ahead and cut them back? I, I would, you know, you have know. nothing to lose by giving it just another minute. I agree. Uh, Miss Ann, uh, all the azaleas, and I'm not saying all of them now, but all mm-hmm. the ones that I've seen and uh, that I've also scratched. Of course, the foliage looks horrible on mm-hmm. a lot of azaleas. It's just burned because of this yeah. last cold spell we had. But all the ones that I've scratched, Veda, for the most part, there are green up under there. Mm-hmm. And even for the most part, even the buds at the tips are still good and viable. And what I mean by when well, you got everything to gain and nothing to lose by hanging on just a minute, let them go ahead and flush out this spring. And then you'll know for sure mm-hmm. uh, what you need to go out there and cut back. And you might be surprised. You might even get some bloom. In fact, most azaleas are still going to bloom. Right. Yeah, they, they have sort of went dormant. <laughs> lost their leaves, should I say. They or look burnt like, leaves, and they, yeah. they will lose those leaves. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen them, like you said, where the tips are still green. Yes, ma'am. And there's buds on the tips. Yeah. I would definitely recommend throwing some good organic fertilizer just for more energy to bloom and to put leaves out. Yeah, we're telling a lot of people to get uh, two things, plant tone and gar- uh, uh, grower special, which is a twelve six six. Both of them are slow-release fertilizer. And go ahead and feed all these plants that were just burned by this uh, really cold spell that we had. Because they're going to need a good bit of energy. Because they're not replacing some leaves. They're replacing most of their leaves. Right. Well, we have still been hanging on a minute before pruning things at the garden center. And like I was talking about that pyracantha, I would just promise you it was dead. But I've waited, and half of it's coming out. The other half's not, but I almost pruned everything down. So I'd so hang wait. on just a minute, Miss Anna. Let's see what really flushes out, and you'll know later on what to cut out of there. And we'll talk to you in the next hour, so hang on, and uh, you can call us, 260-5926. <laughs> garden help you need from three of the top experts in the mid-south grown by your friends at dan west garden center for details on how you can start home growing visit danwestonline.com now mid-south gardening on the mighty 990 with your hosts veda vance kenneth mabry and jim crowder 
Good morning, good morning, gardeners, and welcome back to the second hour of In the Mid-South Garden. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you can give us a call, 260-5926, 260-5926. And like we said before, Miss Veda, we've got some wonderful guests mm-hmm. this morning. We've got Jan, Jamie, and we've got Miss Jenny here. That's right, with the Master Gardeners program and the Great Tomato Contest program, which and is the through spring the Master fling. Gardeners. And Oh, yeah, we're here for the spring fling. I'm ready to go to the tomatoes. And let me let me say this real quick. Um, Deborah Edwards did text in, and we appreciate it, Deborah. She said, would you talk about the kinds of ornamental plants that prefer plant tone versus holly tone? Mm-hmm. Great question. Yeah. Um, in a nutshell, we know that plant tone is a good blended organic fertilizer that you can put on anything. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you put it on. Right. Herbs, ornamentals, vegetables, trees, shrubs, mm-hmm. and everything in between, even the lawn as far as that goes. Holly tone is basically the same product, right? but it's more for acidic loving plants. Yeah, so they boost up <clears throat> the products in the holly tone to make the soil more acidic, where the plant tone keeps it at a, a alkaline. But as far yeah. as what you use holly tone, I mean, those mm-hmm. are, to me, more shrubs. Uh, yeah. Whether it's azaleas, junipers, dogwoods, mm-hmm. magnolias, those kind of things, where most of your ornamentals, um, Deborah, I mean, people would would, you, yeah. would go with just plant right. tone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and whether that's bedding plants and perennials or whatever. Yeah. So, it's so much easier now with the plant tone because it has everything. Yeah. yeah, so much easier. I remember when we would come home with like eight bags of things, a specialty for this, specialty for that. Mm-hmm. But now everything's mixed together. Yeah, so they're really good. And Espoma is the brand name. But now, uh, if your soil was really mm-hmm. good, you really didn't need to do a lot of mend- amending, but you wanted to drop the pH what would be more economical than getting plant tone or an organic? What did we used to use in the day to drop the pH? Well, I mean, granulated sulfur, yeah. of course, will bring pH down. Aluminum sulfate mm-hmm. uh, will bring pH down. I mean, any kind of uh, uh, sulfate or sulfur right. is typically what we would yeah. use just to bring it down. So if you're feeling your soil's really good, you could just, because it's a small bag, will go a long mm-hmm. way. Right, so you could just go with the sulfur. And, and but to answer Deborah's question, I mean they're both great fertilizers. Uh, most people just if if they're feeding just everything in their landscape, mm-hmm. they're grabbing plant tone. Uh, if they've got a lot of azaleas and uh, dogwoods and you know junipers and blueberries and those kind of things, they're grabbing holly tone. Right. Um, but uh, if you've got kind of all of them. Uh, and if you were going to grab just one, I, mm-hmm. I would still stick with the plant tone. Oh, blueberries. We have beautiful blueberries getting ready to bloom, and it looks like it's going to be covered with blueberries, <laughs> I hope. But, um, and you should, y'all, everybody should have some blueberries in your yard because they're great fall color also. Driving through Birmingham uh, a mm-hmm. couple years ago, um, uh, you know how, first of all, you see a lot of the pine needles being used as a mulch down there because there's so many pine trees right. in Alabama and Georgia, and that's just what they use, right? But also blueberries being used as ornamental shrubs. Mm-hmm. They weren't planting blueberries to collect blueberries. Yeah. They were yeah. planting blueberries in their landscape because of the beautiful fall mm-hmm. color. And they do have good uh, summer foliage as well. And you may get some benefit of blueberries, but yes. that I, Okay, so that could be an ornamental that needs uh, holly, holly tone. tone. Yeah, and that's, that's <laughs> what I was telling, uh, what I meant by talking to Deborah, that, I mean, they are basically very similar mm-hmm. uh, as far as what they do. It's just one has probably more uh, more sulfur in it, 
than the other one because it helps bring the pH down because it it is for those acidic loving plants. And when we're talking about ornamentals, Mm -hmm. we're talking about usually the ones that lose their leaves in the winter and then starts blooming out nicely in the spring or in the summer. So that's really what we're calling an ornamental. And all of those are fine with just regular pH. And then there's, of course, not only holly tone and plant tone, there's tree tone, there's Mm -hmm. garden tone. Tomato uh, there's tone. tomato tone, there's flower tone, tone, palm tone, citrus <laughs> tone. I mean, Espoma has got a fertilizer for all of those. But that's the point, though. The plant tone in particular is one that you can use on everything. Mm-hmm. Now, is holly tone a little better for azaleas than just plant tone? Yeah. yeah. Is citrus tone a little better for the lemon or lime than plant tone? A little. Right. But they're all wonderful products. And like I said, and they're all very similar. So you don't have to get so caught up in, you know, name calling. Yeah, name calling. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, And Jenny's here with the Master Gardener program and going to give us some information on that. But we'll give her the, uh, the, well, we've got about two or three more minutes before we have to go to a break, Jenny. So I don't want to get you in here and then have to just cut you right off. So we'll give you, uh, you know, your time due. Um, But yeah, I mean, um, organic products, they're just, they're easy to use. You're not going to burn anything with them, as Jenny, as you know. Uh, of course, you grow a lot of stuff around your house. Oh, yes. <laughs> ornamentals. Now, do you do vegetables also? I do a lot of vegetables, yes. And what is your, I should, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite fertilizer that you put on your vegetable beds? You know, I do not. Okay. I use a lot of compost. Which is a fertilizer mm-hmm. base. That's, that's more natural mm-hmm. than, than a a fertilizer mm-hmm. that you purchase, and, right. and I try to stay with that pretty right. closely. Yeah. You know, remember back mm-hmm. in the days, though, we would use compost typically in our beds, like we preach mm-hmm. now, of course, and then I would try to find the meanest, hottest fertilizer <laughs> I could find. <laughs> yeah. And just hope and pray that I didn't overdo it and burn mm-hmm. everything up, yeah. you know, on day two. Before I was a master <laughs> gardener, I used to, every year, I'd go out and I'd take triple 13 and mm-hmm. i just throw it out there I've you know been there and done probably it. three times more than what i need right, yeah and, right. and and we can get away with that sometimes sometimes um mm-hmm. but not always and you can flat out burn things up with a hot fertilizer plus you'll create a high level of salt content yeah which is very difficult to get rid of and with the mm-hmm. organic products that we've been talking about uh you're not going to do that and a you're not going to really burn anything because you put it out there the soil breaks it down, Veda, as yeah. you know, and then the soil makes it to where the plant can use it or utilize it when it needs it. Right. That's the whole thing, because when you're using uh, synthetic fertilizers or triple 13 and all, if, if the plant's not ready for it, it, it sits there. And a lot of times it can dissipate, you know, dissipate out of the soil, and then you're only getting half of it. And then the other thing is you're getting, like, inert ingredients with mm-hmm. the synthetics. Well, that's so what she was a, talking about, the salts. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of things in there that you don't need. So even though that bag's cheaper, well, it's cheaper because there's not 100% of the product that you're needing. So with the organics, every single bit that's in that bag you've purchased, yeah. and it's going to be utilized. And if you do use a synthetic, like a commercial, grade, farmer's grade, triple 13. We're not talking bad about triple 13. People yeah, use it are. all the time. Well, <laughs> but I'm just saying you, you better make sure that you have a light hand when you're applying <laughs> that product and you better make sure you've got a garden hose beside you because yeah. you do need to come back and water that product in because mm, yeah, it can flat advice. out burn if you don't. Yeah.
Yeah, that is good advice. In my vertical garden, I use the Espoma slow release because mm-hmm. I build towers and, and mm-hmm. you fill it with a compost and a, a peat and then some other organic material. And the Espoma uh, slow release is the greatest And you're thing not going to burn anything. You don't have to worry about burning <laughs> yeah. anything. So she's got a vertical garden also. Well, I noticed that. Plus, you can fertilize less, really, as well. You don't have to have a calendar method yeah because remember all the calendar we had calendars when do you put this down when do you this fertilizer now let's wait till the azaleas finish blooming and let's put this down but now it's just whenever you want exactly that's that's the beauty of it all right but as you know when we get back we do have miss jenny here with us from the memphis area master garden program and she's going to talk about their one big thing going on this spring called spring fling we'll be right back Now, back to Mid-South Gardening, grown by your friends at Dan West Garden Center. For details on how you can start home growing, visit danwestonline.com. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back. You're in the garden, in the Mid-South Garden with Veda, Kenneth, and then we have Jenny here. We do, Miss Jenny. Garden. Good morning, my dear. Good morning. Glad you drove up this morning to have. I think you got some really good news about what they call spring fling. And first of all, what is spring fling? Well, number one, today is the first day of spring. Ah. Oh, then I'm going to shop right now while y'all are talking. <laughs> so today is officially the first day of spring. It is. It's Absolutely. supposed to be a nice day today. Because yeah. we can shop online, right? Well, we cannot yet. Oh, I was fixing to right now. I'm okay, so anyway. sorry. Okay, anyway. All right, then psych okay. me out. <laughs> you know, we always have spring fling out at the Red Barn at the Agri Center, and we always mm-hmm. have just gobs of vendors and mm-hmm. people around, and we just have a, a truckload of fun. Mm-hmm. We have lots of people come and join us. And, of course, because of the pandemic that's been going on, we were not able to have that last year. Mm -hmm. And, again, this year we're not going to be able to have one physical, in-person spring fling. Mm -hmm. So we have been working diligently for months to create an online presence. And so we're going to have a virtual spring fling, and it's going to begin on March the 24th at noon. March the 24th, M-A-R-C-H, and you said at noon. At noon. Okay. Our, our website, which is M-A-M-G-Online-Sales.com, will go live at noon on the 24th, and it will remain online until March the 31st at 5 p.m. So you can go to that website, and if you don't remember that website's calling, just go to the mm-hmm. Memphis Area Master Gardeners dot org website, as we've always right. talked about, and you can access it there online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, googled Master Gardeners Memphis Tennessee, yeah. <laughs> and, and that came up pretty. That came right up. Great. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, and Junior, are they going to have? Uh, and Jan was just telling, showing me the web page. Uh, are they going to have, um, I mean, both plant material, of course, and I guess hardline material like, like tools, yeah, and knee pads and, and trowels, yeah. and do they have that kind of stuff, or is it mostly still just the plant material? Okay, what we're going to have are plants, and in those plants, we're going to have annuals, perennials, mm-hmm. shrubs, roses, house plants, mm-hmm. succulents, wow. tropicals, hanging baskets. 
uh, some vegetables, herbs, mm. and then we're going to have some uh, gently used mm-hmm. garden products. Yeah. Okay, I there think you that's go. so great idea. Which will be like you know little trailers or wagons or, mm-hmm. or different kinds of tools and different mm-hmm. kinds of things, uh, patio uh, accessories and that sort of thing. So that will all mm-hmm. be online, and then. On Saturday the 27th at uh, 6 p.m., we will have a live Zoom auction. Oh. And you can access that from the MemphisAreaMasterGardeners.org website. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to that, you'll find an, a uh, spring fling box that will come up immediately. And if you t- check on Learn More, it will take you to where you can uh, log on to that Zoom, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a fun time with that auction. Oh, that's pretty cool. I have not Zoomed yet. Oh, no. So I have not Zoomed yet, so uh, I maybe should practice some so I can get in that auction quickly. All right, just to go over this, though, you said uh, Memphis Area Master Gardener, M-A-M-G, online sales, S-A-L-E-S dot com. That's correct. Uh, and that's where the auction's going to be from? No, that's where the sales The sales, I'm be. sorry. That's where it's going to be from the 24th through mm. the 31st. That's correct. Uh, and then you said on the 27th, which is that Saturday, you're going to have a mm-hmm. Zoom set up, and that's going to be for the auction. the auction. Yeah, and we've got some neat, neat things to auction off so about 50 of them you know isn't it amazing though how you know when this whole pandemic thing started uh you know a lot of people were at a complete loss and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people still are to be honest with you we all sit around pouting for spring we didn't know how to do it without all our uh, programs but then they figured out a way a lot of people i mean figured out ways to make mm-hmm. it work, because it's really important for the Memphis Area Master Gardener program to have this monetary boost, if you will. And that's what the Spring mm-hmm. Fling is all about. Yes, it's our major fundraiser. And without it, we would not be mm-hmm. able to fund our scholarship program and many of the educational programs that we utilize throughout the county. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's very important that we have this opportunity to do this. So, we're also on that Saturday at mm-hmm. one o'clock, we're going to have Miss Carol Reese, and she's going to mm-hmm. give a live presentation on Zoom, which you can also access from the Memphis Area Master Gardeners website. Mm-hmm. But you have to pre-register for her Zoom. So all you need mm-hmm. to do is go to our website, click on that Learn More. You can more. do that today if you want to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, click on that Learn More mm-hmm. and just register for that, and you'll be receiving the notification when that is becoming live. You know, and auctions are fun because mm-hmm. some people get into it, yeah. you know, and I put down, say, $2. Well, I know Jenny's going to put 3 okay? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, I'm up to 20 uh-huh. and, she, <laughs> and then she lets me have it for 20 you know? That's such <laughs> a wonderful a relationship. Y'all compromised and got it worked out so well. <laughs> hey, so if I buy something online, number of plants and the tools, how do I get it? Okay, what we're going to do is provide several opportunities for you to get your products. Uh, number one, we have a, a greenhouse that the city has graciously allowed us to mm. utilize. And so it's located on North Parkway. Yeah. And so w- the address, of course, is on the website. And you can, um, when you check out, you can click the time and schedule that you would like to pick up your plants. Mm-hmm. And then there are two other options. 
Uh, we will have some pickups in various areas of the county, mm-hmm. various zip codes, cool. and wow. we can also have a delivery. Now, we will charge $10 for mm-hmm. the delivery, I'll take it. but we can mm-hmm. deliver if that's uh, something that you would like. That's wonderful. When, when you uh, are in the shopping area, there is on the left side, there's a list of places you can go, and it, mm-hmm. you can go to categorize and, and look at specifically plants or mm-hmm. other products. And on that side is the delivery options. And if you select um, one of those, then you can enter that as a product, mm-hmm. and that will tell us which zip code you want to pick your products up in. They're making and this way too easy. This is I'm telling wonderful. you, good lord! Yeah. And then we'll take your product and we'll put them where in the zip code pickup point mm-hmm. that you elected. Oh, I know how we can sneak spring fling in. Everybody, just put their pick up their product at the same time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so that way we could sneak our spring fling in. You see, and that way you can see all your buddies, right, you know, and right. chat over different Compare things. Compare what and, each of and you And maybe bought. swap plants out. So yeah. have a spring fling in person, right? right Picking right, your stuff exactly. up. <laughs> Good Lord. Unfortunately, we won't be able to do that because right. we're still restricted. Well, and, maybe next year, you know, I mean, because it sounds like, and it seems like to me, we're on the downslope when it comes to, you know, the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are, are getting their vaccinations, uh, you know, yeah. the... Uh, the numbers are down. So, I mean, hopefully next year, you know, we're we're back to doing this, you know, the old-fashioned right. way. Not and then, do you, so do you think um, when this is over with that you might continue on with doing it both ways, the Zoom well, and in person? I guess that's an option. Because, um, you know, I remember, or I know mm-hmm. in retail, there are a number of people that call but they can't get out mm-hmm. and so they they want it to be brought in so that might be able to have more people participate that can't get out because everybody loves flowers where you can get out or not because there might be somebody there to take care of it but they don't trust someone to go pick them out so that would be great so this is a good year for that anyway if you yeah. can't go anywhere you've got access well we've not ever tried this before and um but we're working really hard oh, it to sounds make it like it's really it does. Yeah. it does i mean you've and thought of smooth everything operation we're hoping uh, yeah. that everybody's pleased with the products we've got over three thousand plants wow that's fantastic and the one thing now you can't control because i remember paul little we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. You know, anytime there's a spring fling event, it seems like Mother Nature comes in and has yeah. something to say about it. And it could be 18 degrees out there. You hold it around the drum, you know, with the fire coming mm-hmm. out of it. You know, you got your plants protected out here because it's not even yeah. April yet. And, you know, who knows what the weather is going you know, to do. But hopefully we'll have beautiful weather. That's the one thing about doing Zoom and all of that. We don't get to talk about that experience. I've got some great spring fling stories. But if I did it on Zoom, I wouldn't have any story. But that's an easy way to do it, though. Yeah, that, too. So both ways is awesome. Depends on where you're at that that's year. That's right. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Call us 260-5926. To Mid South Gardening, grown by your friends at Dan West Garden Center. For details on how you can start home growing, visit danwestonline.com. Good morning, good morning, and welcome back. 
Give us a call, 260-5926. And I have to tell you, on break, I've been shopping. I haven't been able to purchase yet, but y'all have got to look at the Master Gardener's website of the things that you can purchase. Or that is that the auction page right there? No, that's Ooh. strictly purchase. Oh, the auction goodness, page is not going to be look. up until the 27th. Oh, so if I right. understand everything with my notes that Jenny said, the... Spring fling, you know, today's what, the 18th, 20th? 20th, 20th, uh, yeah. The spring fling starts March the 24th, and it's all going to be online again this year because of the pandemic, of course. But it starts on March the 24th, and you said you go to uh, Mast- Memphis Area Master Gardener Online Sales, S-A-L-E-S mm-hmm. dot com. And that's where you can just find the web page uh, mm-hmm. for the sale, okay? Yes. And then in particular on the 27th, which is Saturday uh, you go to another web page, right? You go to the Memphis Area Master Gardeners dot org dot org. Okay, which is our regular website. Got it. Click on Spring Fling, and there is a uh, little area down there. It says Learn Mower. Click on it, and that will take you to a page that will give you the Zoom address. Right. For the auction. And that's going to be it's on just be, that one day only on that Saturday, right? Yes, that one day <laughs> at 6 o'clock. Um, it's going to be live mm-hmm. via Zoom. And uh, we intend to have a whole lot of fun. So if you need a cocktail to sit down and enjoy, yeah. just have a blast. Well, and that's it, a way to create experience to discuss next year at Spring Fling yeah. is at home watching Zoom with your cocktails. And then you yeah. said Carol Reese is going to be on there on that Saturday also. Yes, she'll But you be, need to register beforehand, correct? You have to pre-register for Carol. Okay. And she will be giving a live talk on Zoom at 1 p.m. on that Saturday, the 27th. And for those of y'all that don't know who Carol Reese is, she's from University of Tennessee. She's extension agent. No, or, she's wait. a horticulture specialist. Right, uh, right. I can't recall her exact title, yeah, but been even, around for a long uh, time. Yeah. Carol's great. Everyone loves Carol. Yeah. So yeah. if you haven't heard of her, definitely listen to what she's got to say. Great information as well. And also, Jenny, uh, just for a novice, okay, uh, it, and let's say I've never been on your webpage before, and I go to uh, Memphis Area Master Gardener Online Sales dot com. And it comes up. It brings that web page up. Is there anything that I need to know how to navigate or anything like that? Well, the first thing I would say is there is a a square right there on that page when you go to mamgonlinesales.com that gives you the instructions. And it says to please read this before you start shopping. (laughs) And it gives you... Which no one would unless you just said that. Well, we certainly hope they do because it gives them the information that's needed in order for them to select where they want to pick up their plants or Mm -hmm. if they want to have them delivered. And so they'll be given the option on the left side of the screen once they go to shop how to to select what to get where they get their plants either at a zip code area or whether they pick them up at the greenhouse or whether they get them delivered. And let me ask you this question also. Let's say if I do pick out, you know, uh, some flats of plants, okay, that I like, uh, do I go ahead and pay then? Yes, you will. It's just going to be just like just Amazon, like shopping I guess. on Amazon. Okay, there you do go. Do you shop on Amazon? I've seen my wife do it many times. <laughs> <laughs> but you just select the plants and the things or the uh, gift certificates or some of the other things that are, are on the website. Select them, put them in your cart. You go to check out. 
You can select your time to pick it up, and you pay by credit card. And please print out your invoice and bring Mm -hmm. that with you, and we will be ready to meet you Put your, load your plants into your vehicle. You won't mm-hmm. even have to get out of your car. Just pull up. We will load you up, and uh, you will be on I'm, your way. I'm thinking of all these uh, questions because I'm the one that's going to have an issue with anything. So if I can't print it because my printer's out of ink or it's stuck, can I just take a picture of it? <laughs> Let me ask you to do this. If you have any questions whatsoever, right. Go to M-A-M-G plant sale mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Man. That's Great. the email address, and we can then give you any kind of help or advice or answer any questions that you might have. So M-A-M-G plant sale at gmail.com. Man, Jenny and them have gotten fancy, I'm telling you. Exactly. I mean, they, there's not a rock that hadn't been uncovered I here, know it. you know? Well, let's add Mr. Paul to this wonderful Master Gardener discussion. Good morning, Mr. Paul. You're in the garden. Good morning, gardening friends. Good morning, Mr. Paul. And I'm telling you, when she said the word spring fling a while ago, the first thing that always comes mm-hmm. to my mind was, and I know you know this, out there at the Red Barn, you and your dirt buddies and everybody else huddling around this fireplace because it's freezing <laughs> out there. <laughs> and it seems like it never mm-hmm. failed. Every time spring fling came around, the temperatures dropped 30 degrees. Never, It always did, and we always was right there in that front door. And, I mean, it was just like a, a open-ended tunnel because all that wind came right in there on the front end. It sure did. Well, I'm glad you called because I have to ask this all the time. Of course, we were talking about Pacassandra earlier, and then um, you have talked about, and I've used this a lot, it's one of Carol Reese's favorite that she called, what, fake Pacassandra? Well, and it yeah, was, it's a, yeah, it's right. Sedimus uh, uh, tacamensis, which is better known as Carol's favorite. But the tag probably says that long botanical name on it. Of, it does, yeah. Yeah, a sedum, oh boy. Can you spell that, Mr. Paul? <laughs> no, you know I can't. <laughs> That's why I'm asking you, because I can't either. But that's but a I type of sedum can, you said that. Sedimus tacamensis. Yeah. P-H-E-D-I-M-U-S-P-A-K-I-I, I don't know. Well, that's close. <laughs> <laughs> if, I was, if I was looking at my book, I can tell you. But anyway, because uh, it won't be known as Carol's favorite anywhere except in the Mid-South. Right. Because she's promoted that so much, and she let us use that term. Yeah. But... uh it's really it's a, it's a good it looks like pakistander kind of but it's great for if you get more sun than shade it'll do in shade or sun mm-hmm. either one but it'll tolerate the sun where pakistander won't right i love it i've used it in a lot of jobs and it's performed excellent so it, just it's a, tough yeah so that's a great ground cover for the sun it's a sedum so remember, right. you know, Mr. Paul, when all this started, no one knew what a sedum was, really. Well, and then you I'm really not, educated I, us. I didn't either. But now now I'm looking for Jenny. The thing I'm going to miss about this after y'all get get through, 
uh, confusing the old folks because I can't get any of your pickles this year because I don't know that I'll ever be able to navigate that online. I just may have to bring you a jar. Mm-hmm. How about that? that? Oh, that would be nice. <laughs> that's so wonderful. No, I, that's, that's one of the things I miss. I miss the people, yeah. the human contact yeah. more than anything else. But so do we. Love y'all, love y'all snack bar downstairs there, because I spend as much time <laughs> down there at the coffee machine and getting them good cookies and all that good health food. Right, this is the thing. They've got great health food. See, Mister Mister Coffee, Mister Paul is smart though. Even though we're not going to have you know the masses there in in you know uh, in person, mm-hmm. uh, he's still going to somehow get those pickles from Miss Jenny. That's you know. Right. He just so gnashed good it. call there, Mr. Paul. Announced that on air, so now you're really committed. Whoops. <laughs> well, I, I really I really appreciate what y'all are doing and making that as easy as you can for all the gardeners out here in the community because we we really miss and I'm sure I speak for a lot of gardeners. I think for all of uh, them. The human contact mm-hmm. of the spring fling and all the spring garden sales that we have and we appreciate what the master gardeners do. Well we appreciate what you do too, Mr. Paul. We love you to death, buddy. Stay safe and hopefully we'll talk to you sooner than later and you remember you've got to share those pickles. I'll do it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mr. Paul. Great to hear from you. You know, um, when you were offering to bring Mr. Paul the pickles, and he was like, oh, that's so wonderful of you. Gardeners are actually, and I'm not saying this because I'm a gardener, but some of the nicest people. But because I hear this, like we have a a Most of more. Yeah. I hear a new girl's working with us. And, you know, they work in the, she's worked in the food industry and on the carnival ship. She's worked in all those kind of things. So I was like, well, she's definitely a people person Mm -hmm. and, you know, gardener. So the second day we said, how do you like it? And she goes, how, how come everybody's so nice here? And then when we were had, uh, we would go to garden center meetings like we were uh, belonged to somewhere that had 200 garden centers in it we would have inspirational speakers like the guy who did harley davidson and then the basketball coach for memphis a long time ago i don't remember his name patina okay it was the other one patina something anyway all these great and more motivational speakers and uh he said, I, I don't get this. You gardeners, because I've got thousands of people here, and I haven't met one person that that's um, rude. He Just goes, these, I do all these talks and everything, and gardeners are the most nicest people I've ever met, and they share their secrets. I don't get that. <laughs> and of course, now, you know, these producers that we have, like Mr. Allen in the other room, Yeah, he's a good guy also. You know, you can't beat a guy he like that. He must be a gardener. He has heart. to be, Veda. He, he just hadn't told us yet. We'll Future right gardener. Yeah, there Yay. you go. We'd love that. We'll be right back. Now, back to Mid-South Gardening, grown by your friends at Dan West Garden Center. For details on how you can start home growing, visit danwestonline.com. Good morning and welcome back. So we do have a caller wanting to know how to get rid of um, the uh, raccoons, raccoons, but I got a plan. I got a plan. I uh, am understanding that fox are starting to live 
with or coyotes. people. Yeah, foxes, just foxes, the little red fox. Mm-hmm. They're they're starting to hang out with people. I they're, think they've always worried. been around. We just don't see them, but they're right. out there. Yeah, they're yeah. out there sneaking around. But foxes eat moles. And so there's a lot of people that actually are glad the fox are coming into their yard because they're taking care of a lot of the uh, the critters. Yeah, and even uh, Jan uh, was saying, you know, they've even had sightings of coyotes mm-hmm. uh, in the county. You know, that's a little bit more yeah. problematic because of dogs and cats right. and domestic animals. And, you know, they can do some harm. But uh, as far as getting rid of varmints, especially like raccoons, the gentleman just texted in. Uh, he wants to know if there's anything that you can spray to keep the raccoons away. There is a product that you can buy in a ready-to-use. Would you use... say it was buckshot, birdshot? <laughs> you can spray with birdshot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Veda. Um, there is a product by Bonide called Repelzol. Uh, Repelzol is what it is. It's just kind of a repellent for everything. And you can buy that in a ready-to-use or ready-to-spray that you hook to your hose. But I still think out of all the repellents, uh, the granulated coyote urine uh, and or fox urine, Mm -hmm. uh, which are both granulated, I think that would uh, be a little, in my opinion, a better Mm -hmm. product only because I've heard so many really good things about the granulated urine. So if I can't have a fox in my yard, I can have the urine. Yes, or a coyote. (laughs) In fact, there's one that actually has the coyote and the fox urine combined. Uh, but it's under the name of Shake Away, and you can sprinkle that out around the perimeter of your yard, mm-hmm. around the perimeter of your beds. Uh, and it's been one of the better ones. Now, like I say always, there's not a repellent out there that's 100% effective every time you use right. it. But it, it's definitely been one of the better ones. Well, um, when I was working at Stringer's Poplar Point a long time ago, we had a young kid working there. And he wanted to experiment with the fox urine. He spray he sprinkled the whole bottle in one area. Well, so remember when it first came in, it was a liquid. It was a liquid. Now yeah. it's granulated. Yes. We we almost had to close the nursery and leave. Yep. And he was like, I didn't think anybody'd find out I did that. Now, I was like, Oh, now went. the whole block knows you did that. <laughs> so it repelled everything. <laughs> so Daryl, hope that'll help you. You know, if you're trying to repel uh, some raccoons, uh, I definitely get out there with the repellent and uh, and there's always traps. You know, if you have to, you can trap one in a raccoon trap um but i would start out with the repellents it seems like that's the easiest way to get rid of them but we have uh, miss jenny here and we surely appreciate her driving up and talking about the spring fling uh, for the memphis area master gardeners and jenny just kind of a recap uh it starts wednesday which is uh at noon okay and you go to memphis area master gardener online sales.com and that's where you'll find just the the products that you can buy. Yeah. M-A-M-G. M-A-M-G. Online sales. Dot com. And then that goes until the 31st, until 5 p.m. on the 31st. But on the 27th, uh, the auction is still going on. I mean, the sale is still going on, but you also have an auction yes. on the 27th, which is that Saturday. And you go to M-A-M-G. MemphisAreaMasterGardeners.org. Dot org, okay, to which find is, the auction. Which is right. our public site. So if you just Google Memphis Area Master Gardeners, right. you're going to get all that. It's going to pop you up. You can right. navigate your way through that and find yes. everything. Yeah, quickly, I just did that a while ago, and I was able to navigate through everything because sometimes it's really hard to navigate sites, mm-hmm. but this one's easy. So don't be uh, intimidated. Yeah, right. and that and that'd be a lot of fun. And like you said, you know, you of course go online, kind of like an Amazon web page, and put it in your cart, pay for it, and then at some point you can either go to these pickup stations and have it and pick it up yourself, or have somebody pick it up, 
or you're saying for even a nominal fee, y'all could even have this stuff delivered to the house. That's right. You know, which is, God, it doesn't get any easier than that. So We don't dig the holes. No. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Good point. Now, is there Make sure you clarify else, that. Is yeah. anything else that people need to know other than just getting online, uh, supporting the Memphis Area Master Gardener Program? Because like I said, this is one of y'all biggest fundraisers, and it goes to... Uh, you know, all this fundraising is really for education, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to me, that's the wonderful thing about yeah. this whole program is trying to educate people, especially even some of the younger uh, children out there. But so get online, support the Memphis Area Master Gardeners, and uh, it's it's just easy to navigate, like you said, Jenny. Yes, it is easy to navigate, and we're hoping everyone will give it a try. Um, it helps us to fulfill our mission, which is education to the county of Shelby. Now, what about volunteers? I know that uh, y'all already have Memphis Area Master Gardener volunteers that are probably doing a lot of this work behind the scenes. I mean, but y'all are okay as far as personnel. Y'all don't need, you know, this is not a cry for help that I need more people to come in here and help us out, correct? That's correct. We've got people already signed up to help us, and so yeah. we, we're uh, we're ready to go. We're just anxious for this to get started. It's, it's new to us and uh, new experience, and we just hope everyone will. And I think it's going to be great. I really do. Uh, because there again, people love to support programs like this because they're all for the right reason, in my opinion. They're again right. for education. And Veda, the wonderful thing is, you know, we are honorary members of the Memphis mm-hmm. Area Master Gardeners, but we don't have to do the volunteer stuff right. just yet. Just okay? yet. Yeah. We may get you in on something yeah, well, before mm-hmm. it's all over. Oh, I think we are going to do something. Right. Oh, well. Well, I mean, I think we are, but I forgot. But I'm glad you reminded me. But give me the details again <laughs> when we figure it all out. <laughs> well, like I said, today's the first day of spring, guys. Go buy your local garden centers. Really support them. Uh, of course, uh, the Memphis Area Master Gardeners, who's been around forever, uh, make sure you support them. Uh, and it's always a lot of fun. And just remember, the frost date is April 15th. So you got to be a little careful putting really tender, tender things in the ground mm-hmm. before then, unless you're prepared to protect right. them. It's that simple. Exactly. So you can find me at Palladio Garden. You can find Kenneth at Dan West. And Jim's Facebook page is mm-hmm. Mid-South Gardening, Gardening, Zones. USDA Zone 678. You did real well there, Miss Veda. I did. Wow. I and got hopefully it. we'll have Jim back with us next weekend. We miss Jim. Uh, he's a little under the weather this weekend. We'll keep you informed, but he should be back next weekend. Right. We will see you next weekend in the garden. Thanks, Jenny.